Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and here I am. Took a couple months off. It tends to be my rhythm, my flow is I love to interview a few guests and then pause and then come back again. Um, so here we are. It's beautiful New England fall, kind of this season of letting go and releasing and transformation and renewal. And on that note, I I just love that. That's the purpose of my podcast is holding space for people to share their journeys and transformation um, and their passion and purpose and their journey through vulnerability and strength that led them to do what they do and shine their light. Um, that, that energy and that light gets to ripple out and influence and positively impact and inspire others. So it is such a privilege and such a joy and really lights me up. So if you are interested or you know of anyone else who might be interested in being a guest on my podcast, please reach out. You can find me at AnnieWagoner.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Core Nourishment. So another cool thing is today is October 29th, and I know that by the time this episode goes live, it won't be the 29th. However, I wanted to note that because it's also episode 29 for my podcast. And I, a little fun fact, I love numerology. I'm really curious about it and interested in it. And so I looked up what 29 means and um, discovered that it's really about um, living in your passion and um, doing what your divine purpose is and knowing and remembering that, that we are always supported by our higher power, our intuition, and our guidance, um, and just really to tune in and to listen to that. And I felt like I felt like that was so perfect for today's interview. Um, so I got to interview Kristen Carlson, who is just an incredible nurturer, creative soul, so inspiring, and another beautiful yoga teacher and healer in the Seacoast area. And Kristen's story is so full of rawness and vulnerability and boldness and courage. And it just felt like such an honor to sit across from Kristen and to listen and feel her energy um, as she opened up about her journey from being a dancer and being in the kitchen cooking with her grandmother and really in her creative light and joy as a child to kind of going through some hardship and battles with her body and body image challenges and disordered eating and feeling like she was kind of cut off and numb um, to then rediscovering this sense of aliveness and joy and softening through her yoga journey. And she is now um, an incredible yoga teacher in this area. She is a plant-based chef and a holistic nutrition coach and offers um, support with essential oils for others. She is doing and offering so much in this area from her passion and from her place of of growth and renewal and really opens up about how it's just a continuous practice and um, continuous transformation. And she's still very much in it. And I really just appreciated her, her transparency and energy today. So take a moment to pause and tune in um, and really listen to Kristen's story and you will, you will walk away feeling inspired. Awesome. Um, so I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so um, happy to be here. I know. This is such a treat on this rainy, raw mm-hmm. fall day. Feels good to be nestled up. I know. <laughs> I know with our tea and cozy yeah. den. So um, for all the listeners out there, it is such a joy. I'm sitting across from 
um, a newer dear friend. I feel like we've known each other for a while, but you've really come into my life, I feel like, in the last year or so. Um, Kristen Carlson, who is an incredible yoga teacher, inspiring soul who just shows up so authentically in her light. And um, one of my favorite memories, more recent, Kristen, in the last year is just really um, practicing next to you at the Yin Yoga Teacher Training at Benning Bodhi in that space um, in the, I guess it was February, March. I was going to say spring, but um, I'm really just having that, that training together was, was beautiful um, and eye-opening and so rich. Absolutely. So that was, that was was such a joy. A great experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. Nice community and nice to be next to you for that chunk of time. Oh, thank you. Because we tried for a while to get together but having that that's so special I know I know there is something so special I find at trainings like really um who you end up yeah. kind of practicing next to and being with mm-hmm. um, that always sticks out to it's me always like a like a journey together yeah yeah no matter the length mm-hmm. so yeah it's such a treat um so my mind is swirling with so many questions um <laughs> however as you know my business is called core nourishment I'd love to begin with with really what um, what nourishes your soul today, and I know it can change day to day, but what what's lighting you up right now, Kristen, and nourishing you from the inside out? Actually, um, carving out time to be at home, especially in this weather, and being okay with that, to be at home and be grounded. Um, I recognize I love to go new places. I love to be outside. I love all of that. It makes my heart alive in different ways. But having time at home or moments like this, like very, we're on a couch, we have tea, we're nestled up out. I mean, it's raw outside. Moments like that, when I'm home or I'm really grounding myself, connecting with myself, that's what nourishes me. Mm. I think as wellness professionals, we give so much of ourselves to, to everybody else because we love it and it's from our hearts. But I don't think it's, I think we neglect to realize how much energy it takes to do that mm-hmm. um, and really carving out those times to connect with yourself. And for me, I, I love to be at home. I love to make myself a delicious dinner and have my little lights on in my apartment with the candles lit and comfy clothes and to just, you know, regroup and ground. Mm, I love that visualization (laughs) and like even picturing like this, like warm light and and energy and like warming, um, nourishing food. Yeah. Um, So going on that piece, I know that you love to cook and Mm -hmm. that's part of what you offer. You're you're a plant based chef. Um, And I I definitely want to dive into that more. But before we do, the first thing that just came to my mind from that thread was gosh, what do you love to cook? Like what is, so right now I I think of like, okay, we're in the fall. What's one of your favorite dishes that you cook for yourself? I, first of all, love roasted anything. Roasted veggies. My go-to like way to cook all the time is roast. Mm. Um, And all mixed. Like, would you do like a whole mix? Depends on what I have. But right now, obviously, I mean, it's October. I feel like it's such a New England thing. Squash of any Mm. kind. I've been eating it like every day. Mm -hmm. It just is so delicious to me. I make like pumpkin desserts and like uh, just roasted squash with my with my dinner, Mm. like on the side, like as my like side, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Just comforting food. Mm -hmm. Um, So colorful, too. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so bright orange. So it's not really the most exciting thing, but I love making that. And um, I made this weekend uh, kale salad. And what's so great about that is you can add all different kinds of things in there. Mm. So I added, um, I roasted a pumpkin, like cubed it up and roasted it, put that in there. And then I roasted the seeds. So I put that in there with some apples. Oh my gosh, my mouth is now watering. <laughs> A little bit of like... <laughs> Grated Parmesan cheese, olive oil, stuff like that. Mm. Apples diced up, red onion. It was really... Brussels sprouts. Oh, yes. Those New England, like, you know... Hearty, hearty, yeah. grounding food. That That's what I am, like, really into cooking right now. Mm. It sounds so good. I'm glad I ate lunch because otherwise it'd be, my stomach would be really growling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yummy. That sounds delicious. <laughs> So, Kristen, what led you, and this is, I know, a pretty loaded question, so feel free to pause and think, but what led you on this wellness journey? Like, when you reflect back on your life, did you have, like, an aha moment that um, 
sparked you to dive deeper into your own wellness um, or like have you known since you were a child that you know yeah. you're interested in whether it's yoga mindfulness movement food mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of been like a progressive journey mm-hmm. and that's like such a loaded question with me because it there's so much to it I grew up one cooking with my grandma at the countertop like mm-hmm. my first cooking memories are at her kitchen countertop um, rolling out Jiffy pie crust and oh cut, doing c- cookie cutters. We all, I always used to make Christmas cookies with her. She always had Julia Child on. Oh, I love And then it. at that age, like, I was also dancing. I started dancing when I was four years old. I was always, like, choreographing down in the basement, putting on shows. So I was cooking, also dancing. Mm. Um, so much creativity. My, my mom, when I was bored in high school, or probably earlier than high school, if I, I'd be cooking on those blizzard snow days, I made like a, a Claris when I was young. I would make like tomato sauce, all different kinds like that. If I was bored, sometimes my mom would take me to the store and be like, what do you want to make for dinner? And oh, I'd like I love spend all afternoon doing that. So I had that in me for a while. And then when I was in elementary school, I was also really interested in like animals, a lot. Mm-hmm. So I went through this whole stint of being a vegetarian, all about, you know, animal activism. And mm-hmm. um, that lasted for two years. I was pretty like gung ho about like all this, you know, the graphics and everything. And then I stopped. Um, mm-hmm. But my mom always exposed me to vegetarian cooking with Molly Katzen, all those cookbooks. So and she always had that for me. And I started dancing when I was at four during this whole thing. So dance is always going along there. Mind you, I was at the dance studio every day but Sundays. for. And what kind of dance? Everything. So I did tap, jazz, oriental, so like belly dancing, ballet, modern, um, African-American dance. Wow. Um, And that's when I started teaching. I started teaching through dance. Yeah. And did you like it? Like, I loved did you, to okay. dance. Yeah. Um, loved it all. It was a good connection with the community. I was there after school, came out of trouble. Um, and it was a really, you know, I'm really connected with my body. So now I'm I'm already loving to cook. I'm already dancing and being physically active. Mm. And I'm also looking at my body all day long. Yeah. Um, or all, you know, night long or whatever. Um, so I don't really know if that's when, like... A connection with like body image started to, what what was going on there but anyways I went to school for dance my bachelor's is in dance wow at okay. Dean College and um I continued cooking I always love watching the food network and I started to learn slowly like more and more about eating right mm-hmm. and you know make these connections with my body And I was teaching, and so this is already physical activity. This is already, I'm really enjoying cooking. I know what's in my food. I know how to make my food, and I'm pretty mindful about just eating consciously. So it's just these, like, little things that kept, like, weaving together. And were you feeling and noticing, like, okay, when I eat this certain food, I feel more energized or stronger um, or depleted, or was it not quite to that level of awareness? Combination. Okay. Okay. It's kind of more at that point, like taking this really delicious food and trying to make it like a little bit healthier, a little bit better for your body. Yeah. It was slow. Yeah. Um, And then after I graduated college, cooking always had this nice thread there, always enjoyed it, always was you know, educating myself around it. And I taught dance for two years a lot. And I also worked in a childhood center and I worked there full time. So I taught every night, every day again, but Sundays, because it's pretty much like what I knew how to do was yeah. be at a dance studio. That was your routine ever since you were yeah. little. Yeah. And then I, um, I ended up stopping. Stopping and dancing? Yeah. Okay. Was it like a sudden thing for you? I taught for two years and then I stopped. I just had, I felt like burnt out and I really didn't want to pursue professional dancing. I didn't, I don't think I honestly like had the confidence or believed in myself enough. Mm. Didn't feel like I wanted it bad enough and know that to pursue professional dancing, you need to want it bad enough because it's hard. Were you, where were you location wise at this point too? At that point I was in central mass. I was living with my grandmother at the time. Okay, okay. And that was when I was about 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. So, gosh, tough. I mean, just such a tough. Not, it doesn't have to be tough, but, like, yeah. an intense time of life. 
yeah, making those decisions. Mm-hmm. And then when I, so then when I stopped dancing, I didn't really, I still, I loved teaching. So I worked in, then I started teaching, um, one-on-one as a child specific aid, um, with two little boys in Shrewsbury that we'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very rewarding. And then I ended up moving to Maine and eventually found my job that I was at for six years in a corporation. Okay. Just leave it at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at that point in time, still loved cooking, still was on this wellness journey within myself and started running. Mm-hmm. And I think that my relationship that I was in kind of went downhill. I was kind of getting sucked into like this path that co- there's not the cooperation I worked for was an amazing company to work for, but I was just on this little journey and I feel like I was starting to just lose myself. Mm. And I don't think I was getting the creative outlet that, you know, cooking and dance gave me through my whole life. Mm-hmm. The whole time saying, when I'm financially ready, I'm going to mm. pursue a career in health and wellness. But until then, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. then... After that relationship ended that I was in also for six years, um, I moved on my own for the first time where I continue to live on my own, um, which has taught me so much about myself of really like starting to really find myself. It's obviously a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done yoga since high school on and off. Pairs really well with dance. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept going back and going back and being, it was hard, Yeah, hard for my brain really hard for me to even get through a class it was painful for me to quiet my mind down I was about to ask okay so Couldn't really stop. that meditative yeah. aspect was the most challenging I could be doing something better with my time mm. I could you know is that what it. was going on in your head yeah like that voice like yeah I have so much to do I could not get it to slow down and yet you kept showing I up I kept going back yeah so I was running my brain out I dropped my weight dropped really really low um I was running and walking combination of 50 miles a week. I was really intensely like attentive to logging that. Wow. Um, and I was definitely not eating enough to feel my body. So I started to get pretty, pretty low in the body weight. And then I got plantar fasciitis mm. and I had to stop running. That's when I found like biking and then stuff developed with that. And then I did a 30-day pass at a Bikram yoga studio, and I kept going, like, three or four times a week. And I was like, wow, I'm starting to feel – I remember saying to my mom, I'm starting to feel, like, really, really good. Because then I was doing it three or four times a week, and I could feel how good it can – is capable of making you feel, whether you think it is or not. Because at that point, I wasn't so, so aware of everything it really does. What, when you say you were starting to feel good, can you go deeper or like describe in what ways? Like physically or mentally, both? Mentally and physically. Yeah. I was still running, but I, you know, I was getting a stretch. I was breathing and moving. Mm. Um, And I just felt a bit like my mood was better. At that point, I was on medication for depression. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing, I took myself off, like, talked to my doctor, but I, Um, after really taking on my practice, like really taking it on, I stopped taking antidepressant, antidepressants. Um, my anxiety got better, Mm -hmm. a lot changed. And it kind of, that is what opened myself up. Like, that's how I like, that is what led me on the journey that I am now. I, you know, we talk about making small changes at once, but I did not do that. (laughs) I was just like, let's do it. I practiced for a few years and then I went on a yoga retreat and then I did my yoga teacher training and then it seemed like the slowest amount of time I quit my corporate job, not this past August, but the August prior to that. And I remember that's right around when I met you. Yeah. I remember. Yes, because I was looking for a supplemental job. Yeah, I know. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, Kristen. I'm I know. Just, it's a loaded question. <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm so, I've, I'm sitting here just listening to you in such awe. And um, like I have the chills because talk about courage. Like A, you're sitting here sharing um, <laughs> so beautifully and vulnerably, which takes so much courage and strength. Um, so thank you. Thank and, you. <laughs> and also like just listening to kind of the sequence of 
I was going to say events, but like of your journey um, and the unraveling and yet what you've been able to discover through your own unraveling um, and disconnection, you know, from being so connected, yeah. as you said, creatively through dance and um, and cooking. And I'm thinking of the word nourishment to then like almost like numbing and cutting yeah. yourself off mm-hmm. from that to then finding Bikram and starting to feel that aliveness and connection yeah. again. Like and people think so it's so powerful. weird that it's it was Bikram of all things. And I tell people that's where I found my yoga breath. I don't practice Bikram on a regular basis anymore, yeah. but oh, that is, is where I found my breath. practice for some people. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of obviously Sarah um, Curry. Curry yeah. right now. And, that's, you know, that's I interviewed her. I started. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to you, Sarah yeah. Curry. You are brilliant. Who was? Such like, an incredible When teacher. I was with her, she, I pulled my hamstring and she's like, you're going to rest it. She called me out in class. She's, yeah. she, she probably doesn't remember that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But having those, those people and, and influences and just energy, again, yeah. the energy of, for you, that space and Sarah and, um, people holding you accountable yeah. to truly, truly discover what self-care means yeah. um, is just so beautiful. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing. Thank you. Um, so let's like, I don't know. I, my brain's going, there's so many more questions in yeah. there. How, like, how is your relationship with your body now and, and with food? So going from what it sounds like was really restrictive and, and disciplined and um like feels energetically like Mm -hmm. like I'm getting that feeling of like harshness um more punishment mindset to to more ease and self-love and compassion and Mm -hmm. I imagine it doesn't always feel that way right now either but yeah where it's a slow journey I don't really know when that restriction started I've thought about it a lot I think it had to do I mean it definitely had to do with my relationship because that's when it really I was like oh I'm going back to counting my calories I'm going back to this um I don't think I was the happiest at my job at that point I was in a relationship who it what we were we loved each other very dearly there's nothing wrong with the relationship like well there had its faults obviously but we just both were not at a point I can say this now because it's been so long mm. that we were capable of of moving on to the next step. He had work to do. I had work to do because I think of myself then and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't enjoying life. I was kind of like sucking it out of me, Mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. Um, So almost having to let go and and let go. Yeah, it was pretty codependent um, for me, at least on my end. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, like it really pushed, I had to just pick myself up and I didn't want to move home back to Massachusetts. I wanted to stay in Maine. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Kittery. It was closer to where I was working. And I kind of just, like, started to slowly put things back together. Um, but it was a really slow process with – I kept trying to gain weight. And my digestion would get slowed off, like, mm-hmm. thrown off. And then um, – Obviously, I stopped. I stopped running. I shouldn't say obviously um, because I found yoga and I didn't feel like I had to run every day anymore. Mm. I don't run now. I think running can be really great for some people's bodies, and I walk now. Um, and every I have ran, ran like a few times, but I'm just like not. I don't feel like um, I want to. Really, yeah. to be honest with you, I still ride my bike every once in a while, um, especially like in the summer. But I'm not doing like pushing myself to do like long distance bike right. rides or spin like I used to. Um, but I just felt really good in my body when I was doing yoga. So eating was slowly getting better. I gained, put on a, a healthy amount of weight. My BMI is at a healthy level now. But when I quit my corporate job mm. it took a lot of structure out of my life and I I mean it, it's been I've been like I say to myself and in my journal like I've been like hitting it off with a bat mm. um yeah yeah because it's something I can control and that's what a lot that's where it kind of stems from right um for most people at least um or just speaking for myself it's something I can control I mean when we you know there's people who I also do this to when I'm upset, I clean my apartment. It has oh, to be clean. Totally. It has to be organized. Really Something yeah. we can control. Right. So right now I am um, struggling with some hormonal issues and I'm aware of them and they've been 
existing for a period of time. Um, but I'm now really dedicating to getting through that. Mm. Um, I've gotten blood work done. You know, I'm taking the next steps to correct that. And part of that comes with, you know, balancing out my diet even more. Yeah. Really, like, taking that next step. Like, I'm, you know, for some people, what I'm eating is probably really great. For other people, I need to be, I need to get more in, apparently. Yeah. That stuff's off balance, and I need to be eating more of you know I'm, I'm working with that and trying to right and I don't want to get too specific um I'm trying to work with like so last night it's in, I'm trying to enjoy things last night I had a piece of cake a very big piece of cake and I put true whip on it yeah because like that's yeah. my problem just like not enjoying and like restricting and and this bad relationship this inner dialogue with my mm. body so really trying to like release that so right now with food battling that off I'm really just trying to let go of that restriction mindset around food and just work on nourishing myself grounding myself yeah and I love kind of a tangent of an answer no and I and I love your transparency and your rawness Kristen because I imagine there are so many listeners out here um and including myself who can relate you know um to some level to some degree you Mm -hmm. know not maybe not to everything you're sharing but but to definitely pieces of it yeah I um I know personally I've definitely gone um had my waves and battles with yeah um with feeling with feeling really um stuck in more punishment mindset and restriction versus um eating more intuitively and from a place of joy and love and slowing down and it's it takes it does it takes I think it does take constant practice and really um, thanking our bodies always yeah. for for the innate messages. Mm-hmm. Um, our bodies are so innately wise. And and again, listening to you, um, you know, plantar fasciitis probably at the time did not feel like at all a gift, but being able to look back and recognize like that yeah. was a gift for you. It was a wake yeah. up call and you found Bikram. And then re- recognizing that actually that kind of movement doesn't serve you right yeah. now. It might someday, but that you're really getting a lot more out of your practice. And yeah. then um, and then how that connects to your relationship with your body and food and and discovering more more I love that you use the word joy or trying to. And mm-hmm. that again is so real. Yeah. So well, there's like yeah. two things that come to mind when you say that. One, it's hard for me to say all that stuff because, you know, I'm I love to cook. I'm a plant based chef. I am I have I'm certified holistic nutritionist. I'm meeting with clients to help them with their relationships with food. But I have I I mean it's it's hard because we tell like as any kind of wellness professional, I feel like we feel like we have to be like, you know, the end all be all be all, and like it's yeah. hard to be vulnerable about you know. Yeah, my brain is all over the place. Right. But I'm telling you to calm calm your mind. But I guess it comes down to me sharing what is working working with me and being authentic. Yeah. And and to me, like, that is is your superpower, Kristen. Like, that is your gift because, you know, and I often quote or refer to Brene Brown. But I think about, right, this is not about us showing up perfect. This is not about us... Um, and I hear you because I've had that voice yeah. in my head at times. It's been like, you're such a hypocrite. Like you're telling, you know, people to do this, but you're not, you know. Yeah. So I get that. But I think by you sharing right in this now moment on this podcast, as well as um, being open to a degree with your clients or with your students or whomever you are sharing with, simply invites that door yeah. of healing open to others yeah. because again no this is you're human yeah. and it all comes back to like the whole thing with the restriction I mean it goes back to and loving your body it goes I mean it stems right to my body image and like really embracing my body embracing my softness I've been pretty hard for you know at least in in my mind I'm trying to loosen up mm. you know embrace my femininity I feel like when we're young and in just the culture we're in right now, it's pretty like, let's push it down a little bit. Like hang out with the guy. Like at least when I was in high school, I just wanted to fit in with the guys. I didn't quote unquote get along with the girls. Mm. Um, Mind you, I was with women all night at the dance studio. A good contrast for you. (laughs) uh, But like just when we're in college, like we're not really, it's, not really taught to like honor your body, not only just comparing myself at in the mirror to other people, but, um, you know, like when you're in college, you're 
oftentimes drinking and you're partying and, you know, you're trying to get along with guys. And I don't, I think a lot of the culture in college isn't really like honor your body. Well, I think, <laughs> I, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think there's such an external and outward focus, right? right. And, and so much and, and we really, you know, unless we're taught at a young age and brought up in a way to constantly be checking back in internally with ourselves. Yeah. Um, I just think obviously like age and developmental wise mm-hmm. too, like it, it's, it is, it's so yeah. challenging to navigate that world. And so right now my practice is like correcting my inner dialogue, which that all goes back to, to that as well. So I feel like it all kind of, it all comes together. Mm. All of it, the yoga that is yoga. Everything I'm saying right now is yoga. Yes. Yeah. It's making a connection with what's working for you and what's not. Um, and so, taking action to correct it. So what is supporting you when you say the word correct your internal dialogue? Um, what practices and rituals are supporting you in that process? Journaling. Every morning I have a little routine or practice that I do where I um, I sit, I ground myself. I light candles. I have a little... Um, meditation table altar for whatever you would prefer to call it um and I sit down and I breathe I recite out um, like a usually with the moons I write out Mm. intentions or things I'm letting go depending if it's the new moon or the full moon and I say them out loud every day and then I have another little prayer that I say to myself every day I try, I've been really trying to write down how I'm feeling every day mm-hmm. and I meditate for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if I'm feeling really negative, I really try to create a mantra in my mind that is opposite of that. So mm-hmm. it's taken a while, but at, right now I'm really able to catch myself and, you know, those stories we tell ourselves to to at least recognize the story and how bad it is. Because a lot of us, the story internally, it's not that great. Um, right. And it's not true. But the more we repeat it to ourselves, the more exactly. we believe it so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the mantra, the breath work, mm-hmm. talking to people about it. Talking to people about it helps so much because everybody, I mean... You think that these other people, your peers, your work peers, your friends, whatever it might be, you think that they might not be nearly as effed up as you are in the head, but you have the conversation and you're like, wow, that person is in the same struggle that I am. It might not look anything like it, but it's the same thing. And we're all feeling the same way. That's what, you know, I say that in my yoga classes a lot. Like no matter how you're feeling right now, there's likely somebody else in this room that feels the same way. So just know that that's okay. Yeah, and it can it can again like soften that yeah. that feeling so loud and, it's, and connect yeah. others. I'm also that that makes me think about just how often I'll say to myself or, you know, my kids or share out loud like we never know what people are going through, you know, and, until they open up and share. So like just yeah. that idea of of catching perhaps self or I would say self-judgment, so self-judgment, but also judgment of others, catching um, assumption-making and yeah. just pausing and pouring compassion. Just be kind. Pouring it's compassion a, like, and kindness out. Yeah, yeah. I was really, th- I mean, I think about that often, but, like, you don't know. I, 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 like, had a day, specifically something kind of, like, ticked me off, and I just, like, went, I, like, recorded myself and just, like, tucked it away just because I needed to get it out. I was like, you don't know. And me being from at both ends of the spectrum, like, in this transition that I've made, anxiety and depression have been something I have been struggling with. Mm. And I've been doing the work every day to be aware of that and be conscious of it. And you just don't know I've also had a friend, lost a friend to suicide. Mm. I know a lot of people who have had struggles. You don't mm. know where, th- where that person, you don't hold the door for at the grocery store or you say something nasty to or you take a class and, you know, there's somebody in the room and you just don't, 
whatever, whatever it may be. You just don't know where that person is. You don't know mm. if it's the last straw. You don't know if they really needed that class to take them off the edge. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. Just, just be nice. <laughs> Right. It's so, so just, simple. Like coming back to just, yeah, just really being present, you know, in each day yeah. and the gifts that are present. And, 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 you know, I think about just our language and our being really mindful mm-hmm. of, of what we say and, and how we speak, but, and not only to others, but to ourselves, yeah. you know, coming back to that mirror of ourselves well, as well. It's yeah. true. What you, yeah. the demands you put on yourself or yeah. you're going to treat your the yeah. outside. The way you treat yourself, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. So powerful. Mm. Thank you, Kristen, for sharing. (laughs) Yeah. So you've mentioned a few things. You've mentioned, you know, plant-based cooking. um, You're a yoga teacher. You're teaching right now. Um, Let's go back to being a chef. Mm -hmm. Um, What and how would you define, because you and I were just chatting about this even before we started the podcast, um, but how do you define plant-based diet and what you're currently nourishing yourself with as well as as what you offer for other people yeah um so vegan is no animal products at all plant-based is from the reading i've done and from what i know other people could have different opinions um plant-based is 90 10 essentially you're eating mostly plants um with room for 10%, you know, dairy or eggs, seafood or meat, um, or whatever else you want to fall in that category. That's just where there's blue zones in the country, the world. Um, that's where, you know, they've seen the most people living the longest. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyways, 90, 10, is is about where plant-based is mm-hmm. and then vegan is is nothing no animal products at all no if you it's a it's a lifestyle more than any more than anything I mean there's the vegan diet but then there's a vegan lifestyle where that's when you're taking right. on no leather you know um so I'm a plant-based chef I I really I will cook with local dairy local eggs I will cook some seafood that is sustainably sustainably produced local, mm-hmm. um, but I I really don't I I've cooked meat in the past. I'm really good at it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have any interest in, in cooking it really right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was locally sourced, farm raised, mm-hmm. organic, um, it's I'm just not serving me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which that. is so great. You can honor that and. So I've been vegan for, I was vegan for a year and I recently stopped because it hasn't really gone. I mean, my body just hasn't reacted well to it. Um, I think it's contributed to a lot of the hormonal Hormonal. balances. Um, Would you say particularly from soy products? No. Or were you avoiding soy too? I don't, I've actually been eating soy right now. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Organic, non-GMI. No, I don't have a reaction. And the increased protein right now with the soy Mm. um, is really making, I notice when I don't have it. Yeah. I'll have it in my coffee or I've been eating like um, tofu and tempeh. I wasn't just making sure I'm really just being much more conscious of my protein intake. Mm. Been eating um, eggs again, like two or three a week, like nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Trying yeah. to slowly figure out what's working for my body, but what has been work like these little changes have been working well. <laughs> what do you notice? My digestion. Yeah. Yeah. Digestion, my energy level. Mm. Um, and you know, improper diet contributes so much to your internal landscape. Oh, totally. Your, your, where your mind's at. Um, I've also taken a few more Ayurvedic workshops with Kate O'Donnell mm, and Ben go back, referring back to one of her books that I have and, you know, I'm quite clearly Avada and just really trying to, <laughs> I love fruit and vegetables. Like I would eat f- apples <laughs> or like any kind of, I'm really into apples right now. Oh, especially this time um, of year. I love it. Wait, Kristen, do you mind sharing for listeners who might be like, what's a vada? Okay. What vada means? Yeah, it's one of the doshas in Ayurveda, and it's um, windy. Yes. Just leave it at the air. <laughs> air, airy. Um, you know, they usually have like a tall, lean body type. It's hard to sit down and be still. Very 
all things of me. Um, yeah, so check it out, listeners, if you haven't. Um, the doshas for Ayurveda. There's yeah. Vada, Pitta, and Kapha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All Am right. I missing another one? No, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so eating more grounding foods right now. So anyways, I'm not... We were talking about me being vegan or not. And What's shifting. Yeah, yeah, the shift the was so listening to my body and not being so stuck in a plan, which um, is, you know, making the changes you need to make based on what your body's telling telling you. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of doing the same thing, like slowly making these changes with my lifestyle too. You know, I've learned a lot about myself since leaving my corporate job and what I need. Um as a human and then also like not trying to fit myself into this box that I think that I need to fit into um like some of my peers Mm. in the wellness um industry what comes to mind um, it's it's just not I mean I need to be grounded um Mm bopping or I shouldn't say bopping but just like there's so many ways you can go about it and I just know that I need to make some shifts where I'm not as myself like going from place to place place, um and and it's just been challenging for me Mm. a lot of it um just learning. I mean, it's a big transition for me working a nine to five job. Oh, totally. And then going to this, getting changed, getting used to like my income has been hard. Mm. Um, it's just all been. Talk about again, courage. So Kristen, because clearly, clearly you were losing, you said you were losing yourself and losing connection to any joy. And by you boldly stepping away from your corporate job to, to come back home to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've in, in the few years I've known you have witnessed you kind of expand back into joy and light um, simply by what you're doing now is just sharing your yeah. personal journey f- through what you're doing and then being able to support others in the yeah. same way. It's absolutely, um, it's beautiful. And I imagine continue, I mean, as you said, it's just continuous practice and continuous work. Um, but it's great too, that you're speaking to like, it, yeah, each of us, it doesn't have to be a certain mold or a yeah. certain way. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's easy. It's it. easy to get wrapped up, I think, in comparing ourselves to others. Um, this Seacoast area is wonderful and saturated with a lot of wellness practitioners yeah. and yoga teachers. And um, yeah, I think it can be easy to compare. Yeah. And yet compare there's space and room for box. all of us, yeah. you know, and to do it your way. Exactly. Um, which is what you're figuring out, right. which is so cool. And so, I mean, it, that goes back to like me adjusting you know, I've been vegan for a year. Okay? Yeah. I don't have to be vegan just because I started being vegan. It's okay that to recognize this isn't working for me. Yeah, and to be able to speak to that yeah. and share about that with your clients, with, with your students is is awesome. You know, it's that's great. It's just like, I think with wellness in general, like, like listen to your body. Mm. Listen to yourself. Right. There isn't one like cookie cutter right way, right. you know, which so I think it's easy to feel overwhelmed true. by, you know, yeah. but yeah, just coming back to your own body and what is it telling you? Is this yeah. working? Is it not? Um, I mean, nobody's life is the same as anybody else's life. Nobody has the same stories. Nobody has the same body. Nobody has the same makeup. Like it's all different. Yeah. So the way you eat, what you do for activity, what, whatever, you know, your path, it's all different. Yeah, it's incredible. So with your with your work, it's funny yeah. to call it work, but your purpose, your passion, Kristen Carlson Wellness, you offer um, you offer a variety of things. So what is one of your offerings that truly lights you up and can you describe it? So we've talked about cooking. I love to cook. Um, cooking is just lights me up. But I also we haven't talked about yoga that yeah. much. Um I love to teach. I've been teaching, like I said, dance since I was in high school right now. Um, and sort of pretty much since I started teaching yoga, yin yoga specifically, I feel like. So my first teaching job, my my first class, regular class, was at Bending Bodhi. Oh. And it was yin. And, oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well. I really feel like the universe was like, here, Kristen. <laughs> 
on a silver platter, this is your practice. <laughs> Take it. So I like immerse myself in it and I love teaching it because I could talk more about like yoga and like what it is and like I could offer like so much more of myself and not only am I on this huge yin journey, like how much it has to teach us, mm. but I'm passionately sharing it with my students and people are receiving it well. And the community over there was so receptive. And I just, you know, it's fulfilling to me to teach because I really believe in, I think all yoga has offerings um, to teach us. It's just, and it's some of the stuff in yin is very similar to like I quote unquote yang, so more active style of yoga. It's just teaching us in a different way. Yeah. Um, and our life, it, our lifestyle in the country we live in is so yang, so active, striving, going, achieving, reaching. That is yang. Yin is allowing, receiving, grounding, cool, lunar creative, intuitive, mm. receptive, you know, listening, mm-hmm. um, softening. Those are all things that I really need and still need to work on. But it's, I mean, there's so many, I could talk about yin forever. I love, <laughs> I love how you just really so clearly stated all those different words. I think that's so helpful. And yeah, that's beautiful. It makes me remember and realize like we really... We can't really um, texturally and like um, viscerally feel the extent and the depth of the yin qualities mm-hmm. if we don't allow ourselves to acknowledge all the yang qualities too. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, the whole yin yang like have one cliche. You can't have one. Like, that's really true. Um, but that's so cool. It. I mean, that is yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about teaching yin. Well, when I love seeing you out there. Kristen, putting a lot, I mean, you're offering, like, I know you're doing yin and tea, but you're, you're just, you're so creative with how you weave together your passions too, and like the workshops, um, and space that you hold for others. So, um, it's really, it's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any, any particular workshops coming up that you, while we're just speaking about the teaching aspect that you want to shout out? I have one in November. Um, it's November 24th. It's at Riverside Yoga Massage in Newburyport, and it's a gratitude yin practice. So mm. we'll be right before Thanksgiving. Um, it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, we'll do a meditation in the beginning. We'll do a nice long yin practice, and then there'll be space for journaling after. We, go th- we think of I mean, there's a lot that comes up in a yin practice. So there'll yeah. be space for journaling and then a, a little bit of amount of time for discussion at the end. Um, it's not that long of a workshop, so um, the main focus will be the yin practice. But I always, like, you know, weave a nice di- like a dialogue to guide you through it and then kind of mm. quiet down at the end. Um, and that will be all based on gratitude. And then in December, I have a yin workshop December 8th at Repose Yoga in Newburyport. Um and that will be a nice reset before the holidays in between the two hol- in, oh, in between yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, that one is silent night, peaceful night. And it's really just going to be about cultivating inner peace and just a kind of reset, recharge, qu- quiet. I love that. Um, that's a beautiful studio and I can just see it now, like dark, like Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Cozy. I know. Cozy. That was just the word that came to mind. Um, I love and it. And $5 or a portion of those proceeds, I believe it's $5. Go, is actually going to gather, which is a Seacoast food oh, pantry. Wonderful. That's great. Awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Mm. Are you so you're mainly in Newburyport right now teaching? Yes. Yeah. I teach at I teach in Rye at Rye Beach Yoga mm-hmm. as well. Yin. Um that's where I am right now. Looking to kind of make my way up yeah. north. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's fun, like putting it out there, expanding. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> um I wanted to ask about dancing again, just to yeah. circle back, because when you were speaking to it, um, for listeners out there just sitting across from Kristen, in the same way that when you were talking about cooking with your grandmother, like there was just a spark and light mm-hmm. from your heart and like shone out of your eyes. Do you miss it? Do you find yourself um, dancing at all, like at home? Um, do you, yeah, I just curious to know sometimes. your relationship to it now. Um, I do at uh, sometimes. 
well, not as much as I probably should get my body moving like that. Um, oh, there's no shits. <laughs> trying to wake up that part of me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the Cure Studios in Salisbury has really great dance classes. Oh, fun. Um, and she just opened another studio in Portland. So there's two great locations, and they have really oh. awesome da- dance classes for women yeah. in particular. Yeah. Um, so when it's a dance class, it's there. Emily... Chandra teaches amazing heels class, which is so fun. But when I um, started practicing vinyasa um, with the teachers that I was working, that I was taking it with, I found that connection to my body Mm. the same way I found it with dance. Um, So the same sense of aliveness. Yeah. And I find that when I am putting together like a vinyasa sequence. Yeah. but that connection to my body, like moving my body like that, like that's a big change from running. Oh, Doing yeah. like a flowy vinyasa practice, mm-hmm. that's quite different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's pretty much when I started to wake up to my body again. Yeah. I thought about taking often. Um, there's an uh, African-American dance class, African drums class. I don't want to be like... I want to try and make sure I say it correctly. Um, in Kittery that I've been wanting to try. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard such great things. Yeah. It's yeah. At, um, the music, the Kittery musical. musical. Yeah. And I, I really loved ballet. Mm, yeah. I loved ballet. And I think I that was part of my kind of when issues around food honestly came up. Mm. Because I was dan- – I did – intensives in New York City that's probably when comparing started to come up for me yeah you know and ballet dancers are quite tiny professionally mm. a lot of pressure I imagine yeah to um, that. and I also I mean I grew up in a recreational studio it's pretty hard on myself on if I was good enough or not mm-hmm. but I, I mean I would I remember this one time I was at the bar ballet bar and I just remember thinking if I could just do this for the rest of my life I would, I would be so happy. Um, and I, I mean, I have those same kind of feelings when I'm doing yoga. But yeah. I thought about taking some ballet classes every yeah. now and again. Yeah. Yeah, I was we'll just get curious. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there is a spark of joy I sense from you. And I can imagine at the same really time the, the possible fears that show up around yeah. that kind of that stuff. Especially that when I was in, in growing up. I mean, my dance teacher... She was a strong woman that I was very, very close with her. Mm. I mean, I started taking her with her when I was four. Wow. And then I started I started assisting when I was 13. And I was there for four or five hours every night. But Fridays, I was there Saturday mornings. And wow. I wasn't there on Sundays. Yeah. So it was truly your other home. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like it was like this huge... It was a community, and it was supportive. Yeah. And it was, you know, those were my dance friends are my best friends. Yeah. Yeah, so totally a huge part of you that shaped you. Mm -hmm. And still... So I think... Still that energy lives within you is somewhere. Yeah. And I love that you've been able to access that that feeling again within you through vinyasa Mm -hmm. and through creating in that way. I love I I love that part of teaching that I do too. piece of and it's I like teaching both because yin I feel like I think yin is such a beautiful practice for your body in its own way like when you really tune in and like you're aware of your body slowly starting to peel open mm. that subtleness of that mm-hmm. I honestly it's beautiful like I really do oh yeah and it's like. It's like the word juicy comes to mind. It is so when you can just hold, it's like really loving, like to hold yeah. that space for yourself to sit with discomfort. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's obviously mild to moderate, but like just <laughs> sitting, it's like that practice, yeah. you know, and taking that off of the mat, right? How how we can learn to just simply yes, allow those exactly. words that you use, allow and hold loving kindness for ourselves um, through, just re- through yeah. mild pain. I and mean, the, obviously not pain, but like just <laughs> discomfort. I just think about off of the mat, you know, when yeah. we to run away exactly. and avoid and numb. Those so yeah. moments in your practice when you're holding the pose for a longer duration of time, like those, that your reaction there yeah. is what you're likely doing off of your mat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I often tell people it's kind of like 
you know how you develop a taste for sushi or beer or wine? Mm. That's literally what I say to people. Yin is kind of like that. <laughs> it takes a couple tries. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great, I love it. It's a good, good metaphor. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's so true. I mean, right. I didn't mean to use the word pain. I just think about no, it's totally um, Josh Summers. I know. I'm like, Josh Summers, if you're out there, <laughs> I promise I'm not talking about pain in class. Or I'm saying avoid. Um, but yeah, but just really like how, how for me personally, and I, you know, support others around this and talk about friends, like it's just human of us to want to run away and avoid, you know, when, yeah. we, when we experience discomfort. Um, but really learning again, like how innately wise our physical bodies are and our mental, emotional, and spiritual capacities and yeah. being able to land in that strength that yep. is within us Absolutely. and access that and through a yin class and then carry it with us. It's, yeah. There's so, so many ways to access it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, so cool. So. Um, Kristen, who has inspired you in your journey? Does anyone jump out? Um, who's been one of your greatest inspirations, teachers, mentors, so many, to be honest with you. Um, but one person who really sticks out, I have two, um, that have been amazingly inspiring to me and supportive. I'm going to change it. Three. <laughs> First, um, I'm going to my mom. My oh, mom. Man. I'll go into the yoga ones after this. But my mom has been, you know, amazing. She's my best friend. And she has, you know really had to hold back a lot of her own worry, a lot of her own weird fear around my journey and really just stick it out mm. with me. And she's been so supportive. And if I didn't have her, it would be really hard mm. right now. Mm. Um, and just in general, yeah. you know, she's always there telling me you're going to get through this mm. and you're just learning who you are. And she's just been my brick. Mm. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, Emily Chandra has really been such an inspiration to me. One is a, a teacher. What her rawness, what she puts out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's been through quite a bit. And we, you know, we have some really big things in common. And she was, she just called me when my grandmother died. She, she's just been so kind and so supportive and, believes in what I'm doing and just just so supportive yeah yeah um and Sarah Olson mm-hmm. oh yeah we do stuff together she really took me under her wing when I I went on a retreat with her and even before that she really took me under her wing and we do we still do things together and um she just has she ceases to she's just so good at what she does and she's just you know, kind and genuine mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that with all of your, the, the three that you mentioned, just that thread of kindness is so huge and genuineness. Like, and I'm almost just getting that like visualization of like wrapping their arms around you. Like they're seeing you for who you are, Kristen, mm-hmm. and, um, and holding you up in that and mirroring that back to you and, supporting you in that way is beautiful and that you have you have um connected with that in your life you know I hope I hope everyone can can feel those people in their lives I hope so too yeah yeah that's beautiful thank you thank you (laughs) so this has been this has been such a privilege I feel like you know I I always for a lot of my podcast guests they're people um and many of them have been people I've, I've known in my journey, but I just always um, get to learn so much more. Yeah. And it's such an intimate, um, beautiful conversation. And I so appreciate all that you've shared today. Is there anything else that you would like to, to share before we wrap up? I think we're good. How, um, um, how can people find you? I know I you have mentioned a, web, a few studios, yeah. so. I have a website. Um, it's kristencrosslandwellness.com. Um, I'm taking clients um, for plant-based chef, personal chef work. I have a lot of different services I, I do with that. So check out my website um, or send me an email. My webs- my email's on there. My Instagram's on there. So just if you, you know, send me any questions. It, it's pretty adaptable service. Um, I have a week, my weekly yoga schedule, teaching schedules on there. I teach five classes a week, um, two yin classes, three vinyasas around the seacoast. And I'm teaching, I didn't mention this, I'm teaching in Hampton too. 
um, a Prasada. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. That's awesome. a new one. That's great. Um, <laughs> so my weekly class schedule is on there. My link to my essential oil page is on there, you know. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about essential That's oils okay. and how you leave those okay. in. There's okay. a lot. <laughs> well, it's just, obviously, this is like a little taste of you, Kristen. So people um, will yeah. now be able to find you and reach out with more questions yeah, and curiosity. Please do. And even if it's just a question. Your wisdom and strength is, yeah, so incredible. So I'm so excited to continue to witness you on your journey. And <laughs> Thank you. And I'm grateful Thank to you be. for having me grateful to have had this conversation yeah thank you <laughs>